You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Always Aggravated, a Mike Valenti signature podcast. All right, this week on Always Aggravated, we got a good one for you. Right off the top, it'll be part two of the listener mailbag from a few weeks ago. We round that out. And the the best part of the Super Bowl, it's not the game, it's the food, including a surprise number one selection you probably haven't had. So a couple weeks ago, we did part one of the listener mailbag, the things you guys wanted. And again, had a lot of fun. Here's part two. Would love your opinion on the most annoying type of gambler at Saratoga. I can't imagine the cast of characters he sees and some of the stories he must have after years of going to upstate New York. (laughs) Is there a certain gambler that maybe they're... Mike, I guess it wouldn't bother you because it's their own bet, but the type of gambler that's betting their birthday on the horse or something like that, I don't know. No, that's... Hey, man, people have a right to have fun. I I don't care about that. It's probably... I think it's the 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 woe is me guy. Like, dude, it, first of all, all of us. Like, I love horse racing. And there's just so much about the sport that people don't understand and they make fun of it. That's fine. But if you're betting on horses in the long term, you're probably going to lose. I mean, is what it is. Who are we kidding? This isn't a Roth IRA. <laughs> it's the guy who acts like he's the only one who's lost a photo or he's the only one who's ever lost a pick four in the last leg or or – I don't know what it is. Or the guy who actually hits a long shot, and then he's got to tell everybody in the group about why he loved it. And it's like, well, bro, if you loved it, why did you only put X amount of money on it and you blew the rest of this money on this? Like, just go and have a good time with it. And it's okay to get pissed. And I mean, like, look, man, I mean, all of us, if you like to gamble, we're all kind of boners if you think about it. Like, we're trying to beat systems that just can't be beaten long term. But in the short term, it's an adrenaline play, and I'd, I'd prefer that over jumping out of a plane or riding a dune buggy or some of the other adrenaline bullshit that's out there. I just, the guy who constantly, 100%, just cries. Like the dude who just can't lose a race and shut the fuck up and go buy a round of beers, and we'll get back at it again in 26 minutes. Like, that's the beauty of horse racing. It's like 10, 12 football games in one afternoon. You get a new one every 25 minutes, a new story, a new angle, a new idea, and a new shot to, you know, either hit it huge, because horse racing, if you're doing it right, you don't bet the favorite often, and you should be concocting ways to get paid for your opinions. And you only got to be right once or twice a day to, to really 
Have a fun day. Go buy dinner. Vice versa with that, too. People that win. I don't need to hear all about the wins. I don't need to hear about... uh, You know what I compare that to? The fantasy football guy who wants to tell you all about his lineup, why he drafted some. I I don't care. (laughs) I don't care to hear all of that stuff. Well, sure. Sure. I, I do agree with that. Next. All right, next question from James. This is a question for David. David, your favorite song to sing at church. Do you have one in particular? Ava Marie. I don't really have a favorite. Um, I just sing whatever they give me because, you know, I'm just that good. Um, (laughs) So whatever's out there, whatever's popular, I can sing it, you know, whatever. I don't have a favorite. Luther Vandross on the pod this week. I will sing that if you want me to. (laughs) But they don't don't ever do stuff like that, do they? What David doesn't get credit for and people don't realize, (laughs) David is on the backing track of a number of Roberto's uh, parody songs on our program, including one of my all-time favorites, uh, Golfing on the Downlow. The, see, that's an example that I can, a creep of. Yeah, Stoney's that's an example of. of I can sing whatever. You know, just put me no. in the booth and I can sing it. You are immensely gifted in that in that regard, I will tell you. All right, let's go around the room here. This is from Guy. Simply, pancakes or waffles, David? Pancakes. Waffles. Waffles. I like the little squares yeah, that you can right. fill up with the yeah. syrup. I'd say pancakes, too. Dude, it's been a couple of years since I've had waffles. Both are Damn. great. What about potato pancakes, though? I like that. Never. Love that. Why would you eat that? I've only had them a couple times in my life. Mm. Not bad. Mm. I don't have anything negative to say about it. It's just not something I really think about. What is it with you and potato pancakes? You were tell- you told me two weeks ago <laughs> you were making them at home. Yeah, I know. I've been eating them a lot. I don't know. I've been enjoying that. Next. All right. One more food one. Same uh, type of thing. <laughs> Buttermilk biscuits or Texas toast? Buttermilk biscuits. I'm going to get killed for this. Neither. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I agree with you. I don't really even think. About I think that. I think biscuits are the most overrated damn thing in the planet. Wow. I'd say Texas toast. I don't get it. Texas toast is just thick toast. Like but on that on that barbecue sandwich that we usually get sometimes for lunch, great. That is different. If you have it with a sandwich, yeah. Texas toast. Dude, is you're good. also talking to the wrong dude. I don't eat bread. Dude, nice. <laughs> you're talking to the wrong guy with these questions. Nice. I gave all that up, man. Nice biscuit at Popeyes. Hmm. Ooh, oh, these, good, pe- these people don't know that's why that you gave up bread. No, I had to give up a bunch of things to get myself in order. <laughs> Carry on. It's tough. And I took them over for him. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. <laughs> Rober- Roberto's been picking up what I left behind. <laughs> Next. Okay, this one is from Lester. Who on the show can do the most shots? Well, I'm Let's out. Let's test it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. I'm not 25 anymore. It'd be between so Sully, who parties a ton, and Roberto, who's done the most hard drinking in his life. Yeah. This isn't really a, an award you want past age 25. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. You want to go shot for shot, Roberto? No, I don't. No. <laughs> Sully is a cocktail sipper. He, he can pile through the cocktails. I've never seen Sully rip shots, and that's fine. Mike, I haven't. Not shots I'm plural. sure we have. You've done celebratory shot yeah, singular. Right. But like you're talking about this whole, oh, you know, you're 24, you're 21, you're going out and ripping shots. Like, in that type of no, I mean, there's plenty of times where I'll, that's how you get fucked up, man. Those shots. I just think Roberto is half pickled, anyways. So, <laughs> I, would would you say it would be you? Well, I've learned from you know many of my idols, you know Keith Richards, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> these are guys I look up to. Fantastic. Next. All right, next question, Mike. I'm going to humor you with this one from Chris. All right, with the road to the Derby about to heat up, do you think we've already witnessed the Kentucky Derby winner run in the early prep races, or has he yet to debut in a prep race? No, I 
I think you've already seen it. And it's, dude, the problem with questions like this is I'll give you the answer and it's so cliche and it's such a no shit Sherlock answer. But I mean, like Baffert's always got a ton of hopefuls, right? Dude, this year, his his barn is just chock full. I mean, like horses like the Coliseum and Improbable aren't even the best that he has. And in other years, they would be. I I would think game winner would be the the one. I think he's four for four or five for five and... He's just a total freak show. I, I, I that, that that that's just to me. I, I think you've already seen it, and I think again. I think Baffert's got the market cornered. He's just, it's hard enough to get one horse that is even remotely capable of of going on the circuit and competing. And Baffert's no no bullshit. I, he's probably got half a dozen. I think he's got another one, and I, I God, I don't want to screw his name up, but you know, I'm not prepared here. I, he's got another. He had a two year old named Mucho Gusto. I think was the name. That's another big one. But yeah, I think we've already seen it. I think that the whole justify routine and not running it too, and hey, we're going to launch as a three-year-old man—that's the anomaly. That—that—that's—that that is the exception. That ain't the rule. The rule is you've already seen it. I, I truly believe that. All right, let's move on. Next one. It doesn't matter because I won't pick it. I can't hit a Derby winner to save my goddamn life. <laughs> really? Because I don't bet the favorites, and I'm always going against it. And I'm like, well, <laughs> it's so tough. I'm going to go against Pharaoh, or I'm going to go against Justify. I learn the hard way. I get my dick kicked in, and then I, <laughs> I end up making it back on the Preakness or, or Belmont. But the, the Derby, it's 20 horses, Mike. Mm-hmm. And the prices are tantalizing, and it's a demolition Derby. And it's like, I can't bet two to one. No, I mean, that's why it's, that's what makes it so tough as well. Plus, you're drinking, you're partying, it's an unbelievable time. It's still, still on my bucket list to go. I really want to go to it one year. Then stop procrastinating and make it happen. I know. What are you I doing? Need to. I need, you're I got young. A, I got a, a, group of, a group of friends that would love to go as well, so then, we got to make it happen. Then do it. <laughs> All right, Graham, with the next question. What is the crew's perfect college football tailgate, meaning ideal atmosphere, what is served, how long does it go, etc.? The perfect college tailgate. Well, David never uh, took an invite to mine because he always had better things to do. Um, you used to be huge in the I tailgating. I used to be. I'm retired. I'm done. Perfect tailgate for me is to not tailgate here in Metro Detroit for our listeners who are have no clue where we're from. Um, it would be probably going down to Ole Miss again. Um, yeah. my, my plan in 2019 is to go to LSU and see it. I've always wanted to. I love Louisiana. You know, I've, I've gone to New Orleans a bunch of times. I want to go to Baton Rouge and just do it. But the Grove, Ole Miss, Chick-fil-A for the for the catering because you can't bring your own stuff. You can't bring charcoal into the Grove. You have to use a local business. But it's I kind of weird, isn't it? No, it's it's good because it sustains the local economy. I mean, it forces oh, yeah. people to spend money locally. And, it, Mike, it's, it's unbelievable. The Grove would be my ideal tailgate if I were going to ever go to a game again. My ideal tailgate is what I do now. I stay home. My man cave setup is is perfect for me. Have people I like over. My bathroom, my booze, my food. Rotate the menu of what I want to cook, what I want to serve, what I want to order, whatever. It's perfect. And then you just you put one game on the bar TV, one game on the big TV, and just relax. Like it's it's. I'm just done. Well, I'm you, done also, with you also you also think you also think that the tailgating experience at Michigan State, where you always sucks, tailgated where you went to sucks. school, has gone downhill. <laughs> sucks. It's awful. It's an embarrassment. My university's a joke. Next. Don't get me started on that. We'll be here for another hour. No, no there were some people asking to clarify it. Oh, you want me to? Do you really want me to clarify? I mean, we can. If, if we can. Like, I'll just say that, that there, here, there, I, I there keep, are people who have asked you, yeah. why specifically do you hate on the Michigan State tailgate experience now? Because the school doesn't want us there. They don't encourage it. They act like they're doing you a favor by allowing you there. They implement bullshit rules. Um, they treat their fans like shit. They don't give you any return on your money. 
I mean, it's simple things like three porta potties instead of thirty at Notre Dame or or, or <laughs> Indiana. It's it's bullshit. You know, when I can show up, when I have to leave, can't have a, a cigar, um, you know, where you can have a beer, where you can't, closing good tailgating spaces, you know, breaking up people's tailgates because they, they have this donation extortion system to, you know, have the right to park a certain place. And then they don't give you a hard number that you need to attain. And look, the whole thing is garbage. The game day experience in the stadium sucks. They got, they got all that money to put in their big board. They don't show you replays. They don't show you out-of-town scores enough. Right. The concession stand, it's stuff I wouldn't feed to prisoners at Attica. <laughs> it's just, it's it's awful. And you just get to a point in your life where you're done with it. And it doesn't help. Here's the other thing, and it's not Michigan State's fault. It just doesn't help that our weather blows. It really does. And I, I just feel like many, many, many of the last 10 falls, the amount of rain and cold and wind, it's, yeah. it ain't fun. I'm sorry. And, you know, you'll get a bunch of Tommy Tough guys go, oh, you big pussy, even dirty element. Hey, fuck you. How about that? I'm going to sit at home, watch the game, and relax, not get a cold. I got to go to work Sunday, okay? I'm not going to sleep until 11, hungover like you. I got <laughs> shit to do. I just... See, I always have a blast at Michigan State tailgates, whether it was yours or others. Mike, you're always. young. You're young. The best. You're in love. You don't have to buy any of this stuff. I was about stuff. to say, you also didn't put the tailgate yeah, together. Right. You don't have to pack the truck. You don't have to coordinate. You don't have to grocery shop. You cook. don't have to cook. You don't have to set up. You don't have to tear down. No. I just show up with a uh, You a show bottle. up. You bring your little <laughs> bottle. <empty> stomach. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> All right, a quick break just to talk about our launch sponsor. It's the D Las Vegas. You're looking to get away, relax, have a good time. D Las Vegas has everything you need. I mean, hell, we're there every March for March Madness, and as I've said before, there ain't no better setup. On the strip, off the strip, it don't matter. Go to the D, go to that chalet upstairs, and ain't nothing better. Bottom line, next time you go to Vegas, check out the D.com. Completely renovated. Downtown is not what you remember. Hell of a lot of new places. It's, it's a damn good time. There's really no other way to put it. And again, the D has everything you need. You're not going to spend a ton of money on the room. Take that money and go do fun things with it. Do what Sully does. Make a bunch of losing basketball bets. Or, well, or for Sully, fall asleep on the horse racing machine on the second floor vintage casino. The bottom line, the D's got it all. They got the sports book. They got the long bar. They got it all. Check it out. The D.com to book your stay today. It's the D.com, the D Las Vegas. And as you know, it is your home for Detroit sports in Vegas. Okay, let's get a, uh, let's at least mix one other sports one in here. Do you guys think the sport of baseball survives 15 years from now? How can they, moving forward, even survive? Define survival. No. So says there won't that. be enough old-timers to pad the ratings and fill the seats. They no. ask, ask that question one more time in the old man voice, if you yeah. would. Right. I actually would appreciate <laughs> Sully's old man voice. I do How love does it. baseball survive going forward? <laughs> well, My the goodness. There's, it, it, we've talked about it. It's an old sport, and Mike, what, what I think about it is, Baseball doesn't do a good job marketing their players. And they don't do a good job relating with the young ones. They won't audience. survive. Baseball's an old white sport. They don't market their stars. The pace of play is too slow. Their stadiums are coliseums that people don't want to go and sit in. It doesn't work for television. And unless you're a baseball geek like me, you got a real hard time watching a baseball game start to finish or watching five innings in a row. It just doesn't work. So, no, I don't think it'll survive. I, obviously, the NBA's on the ascend. The NFL is king. I think baseball in the next 15 years could find themselves below soccer. Mm. I really do believe that. I, I do. Baseball's in a lot of trouble. 
Well, I think there's one way. If they somehow find a way to implement gambling and include gambling in the sport for millennials and younger people, maybe the sport could last. I don't know how they do that. But every sport's going to do that moving forward. That's true, too. It's not You're like right they're going to be separate unless they spearhead to get ahead of it, I guess. Right. But. It's the only way. Next. Go ahead, rapid fire a few of these. All right, so this one, we got five or six of these types of questions. Will you guys ever bring back foul feedback or do it on the podcast? I'd be fine with it, but here's the deal. There's just only so many ways you can call me a big-nosed dickhead. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. It's fine, and that's cool, but, like, how much ha-ha are you getting the more we did it? Like, we did it for, like, six, seven months, right? Yeah, it you, started really high. And then it and, just kind of got boring, and it was yeah. like, all right, well, I don't know. Like, we had some fun with it. We did it. It's cute. It's fun. And we just moved on. I mean, I'm not against it, but I think it would be something we'd look to do down the line when it would be fresh again, right? Okay, we can go around the room here for this one. This is from Matt. What is your favorite main dish to cook? Fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> David, wow, nice. David, you pour it out of a jar. <laughs> no, no, no. Cooking. No, I, no, I make it from scratch. Bullshit. When I make it, when I have time really? at home, I make it from wow. scratch. Okay, I need to see this. Yeah, I love it. I want to see this. Yep. Roberto? You're, you're on the cook. air. You're on the air. Um... You know, I like it, it. It's not much, so much for me, but I enjoy the things that my family likes, and they'll like eat it up like crazy. Because that, you know, that makes me. Can happy. we get an example? Chicken piccata, I would say. Hmm. Oh my! <laughs> little capers, little lemon butter. So what you're saying is, if your family's happy, it doesn't matter if you're happy. Because you don't have anything that you like on your own besides your family? I think Roberto gave up on happiness. Got you, Mike. Got you. (laughs) Understood. Otherwise, I'd be eating anchovy pizza every night. uh, No, the things I like to make are things you can't make very often because you'll die. (laughs) So, I mean, God, man, like veal parm, the right way. Like where you make your own cutlets, bread them, fry them, make your own sauce, the whole bit. (laughs) Like we got this family recipe. We call it Alige. I don't know what the official name would be, but it's like, you take anchovy and olive oil and you fry it up, like tons of garlic, tons of crushed red pepper, and then you take some of the pasta water when your pasta's almost done and you put it in that pan and that's your sauce. And then <gasps> you toss it all together and then you hit it with like toasted breadcrumbs on top and some pecorino cheese. It's like, it's Italian peasant food, but it's, it's unreal. Like, that's like a Christmas Eve dish. But that's what I like. I, the more simple, the better. Yeah, me, it's not. Better. That's the problem in this country, too, is like most Italian restaurants, they cook northern Italian food or like, you know, rich Italian food. And that's, dude, the southern Italian food and the, the, the peasant food, the farmer food, like the the simple stuff, that's like the awesome Italian stuff, man. Like like things I grew up with, like, Roberto, you grew up with it, too, like Manest and stuff like that, like Italian, like farmer stew. Those things are the best. That's what you crave, like, yeah. when you're older and you're like, man— I just want to feel like a kid again. You you put a pot of that on in a you know like a cold January afternoon and watch college basketball. Yeah, that's I love that. Yeah, I was able to pick up a lot of my grandmother's recipes, but the one that I I wish I would have learned or I don't know maybe it's written down somewhere was her no. pasta fajol was like forget about. It. Honestly, just take take my mom's recipe. Yeah, I should. My mom makes pasta fajol. I don't eat it, but you can. I want not. David's recipe I don't like for fettuccine Alfredo. That's I what don't. I want. Is it thick? Yeah. Dude, my grandfather, you want to talk about what a maniac my family was? <laughs> as, a, as a kid, this is like old school Italian. My grandfather wouldn't use a utensil to eat the pasta vizul. He would use the, a, a complete wedge of red onion. 
Oh my God! They cut the red onion down the middle and what? peel off the wedges. And if you can make, if you could picture the the, the red onion as a tortilla chip, he put it in the pasta vizul, <laughs> scoop it out, eat it. Can you imagine what his breath smelled like, amongst other things? <laughs> Gee. Next, my answer would be anything I can grill. Yeah, Mike, you really got to start cooking. I have, I have. I'm You're in love getting, now. I've been getting a lot better. You're gonna I know, get but engaged. I'm impressed that he's even grilling. I, I'm happy. Oh, I love, I love to grill. He's gonna summer. get engaged. He needs to it. learn how to cook. Like the right way. I've she's gotten a, a lot better. She's a very nice woman. That's a woman worth cooking for. <laughs> she deserves no. yes, better. She, is. Yes, she, she is. deserves better than mm -hmm. what you're feeding her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feed her a lot of good stuff. Don't worry. That's not appropriate. <laughs> oh, That's inappropriate. <laughs> a lot of nice restaurants. A lot of good food when it's I cook. The, when it's I the mother of your child. Yeah. Uh, let's hope not. At least not right now. We're breaking news here on the pod. Next. Old prediction. All right. So. <laughs> That's next week's oh. episode. Yeah, how about this one? If you weren't, everyone can answer this as well, from Mike. If you weren't in radio, what do you think you'd be doing? All right, I'm going to let you guys go first to try to not give the answer I'm going to give because it's so goddamn corny. Well, I, <laughs> oh, no. I can give you my answer because I, what I was going to school was, I was going to school to be a doctor. So I would have been wow. a heart surgeon. Of what? I Ver been, verbal abuse? Nope, I would have been a heart surgeon. That's what I wanted to be. I just wow. didn't think I was going to end up being happy doing it, going to work, getting up, doing that every you day. You ain't happy doing this. Oh, I love doing this. From <laughs> two to six, I love doing it. <laughs> We're going to have David wear a wire. Uh, we'll show you how happy he is. Oh, my God. All right, Roberto. You know, I mean, I've always kind of ducked into all sorts of facets of music. You know, yeah, but other, you know, marketing, graphic design, yep. uh, you know, just the cr all creative things like that. I've been lucky enough to kind of have a foot into all that kind of stuff. Are you stuff, applying so. for any of those jobs currently? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm retired. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'd, I'd be some sort of marketing or uh, something probably in finance. I mean, I've got so many friends that work in finance. You I'm do. always talking about that stuff. You do. Some Your sort friend of advisor group? or something. His friend group is like a scene from Boiler Room. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> No, it looks like uh, they're all like the, the guys from Stratton Oakmont. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, I like a. It's cheesy, but no, this is all I ever wanted to do. Like that's where I, I always, I always shook my head at it because I was just like, people get this idea like you're supposed to be a journalist doing this job, and you're mm. not. And I never wanted to be. No, and I think that trips people out. Like, oh, you don't cover game. No, I don't need to cover the fucking games. Why to get cliches and bullshit quotes? Or get players who are never going to answer a question. You don't need to do that stuff. Like, I always wanted to be a radio host. I grew up listening to sports radio. And, like, the summers with my dad, listening to WFAN, and just, I wanted that. Like, that's all I wanted. And that's what I pursued. I didn't pursue newspaper. I didn't want to write for a magazine. I'm not that good of a writer. I don't believe I'm that good of a writer. I just wanted to do this. So... If I didn't, my backup plan, I was a double major in college for a while with advertising. Like, I do think I got a pretty good read on people, and I do think advertising is as much about psychology as anything else. I was a double major until I got my show while I was in college, if that makes sense. So once I was, I was working full-time and going to school, I dropped the double major because I, 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 would, I would just be, I'd be drowning. But yeah, it, it would have been it would have been advertising. I think you could have been the next Don Draper. Mad Men's an unbelievable show. <laughs> I never got into it. Oh, oh it's an unbelievable show. No, but Char character development. Advertising does go hand in hand, or at least help with radio. Obviously, yes. right? No, but I wouldn't have been in that kind of advertising. 
What, you think I want to be uh, some of the people in this building? <laughs> no, but it's, it's understanding the, the business of it. It is, sure. but it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have had to do with radio. If I wasn't doing radio, I'd get as far away from this business as possible. <laughs> like, the day I leave, Mike, I'll never look back. No. The day I'm done, <laughs> no, I, I just never, I never wanted to be that guy. There's so many people who are like, nationwide, you'll see like failed on air guy who turns into mm. sales guy. Oh, my career back in the, yeah, well, how'd your career go? Oh, well, it didn't. Okay, well, then why are you talking to me about mine? Like, I hate that. Like, just whatever. It's the same thing. It's like, why do players ever take shit we say seriously? Like, what do you care, dude? You're making 30 million bucks a year. Mm -hmm. Like, grow up. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like when you're young, it matters more. But no, like, if, if I didn't make it in this business, I would have pivoted and gotten completely away from it. I would love to have done advertising corporate side, you know, doing like magazine side, stuff like that. I'd, I've always been fascinated by ads and how they affect us and how they get us to do shit that we don't even realize. Winter's here, and that means energy bills are rising. You can reduce your power bill with help from Power Home Solar, the number one residential solar provider in Michigan and one of the top solar installation companies in the entire USA. Power Homes installs American-made panels with a 30-year warranty. It allows you to own your power, not just continually rent it from a power company. As an official partner of the Detroit Lions, the company installed solar panels at Ford Field, and the Allen Park facility earlier this year and seeks to continue building a movement towards cleaner, greener energy by seeing if solar is right for your home. Go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com. Or you can give them a call, 1-800-SOLAR-15. That's 1-800-SOLAR-15 to schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Powerhome. So this week, a couple of things. I know we got the two-week gap, but everyone, you got to start planning your Super Bowl party at this point, or you got to plan what you're going to bring. So the game usually sucks. Let's just be honest. So we're talking the best Super Bowl food. Let's get into it. What are the top 10 Super Bowl snacks according to uh, who, Mike? So this is from the Daily Meal. Dot com. The hell is and, that? And they did a, a huge survey, polled a ton of people, and got this. Top Very 10 Super reputable. Bowl snacks. Now, here's yeah. what I will tell you. I guarantee you, my number one will not be on this list, hmm. and only Roberto will know what it is. <laughs> but I will tell you that if I could stop in everyone's kitchen and teach them how to make it, it would become their number one Super Bowl party. Is this something mm. you eat just during the Super Bowl? or is It, uh... it is a traditional family Super Bowl snack. Gotcha. gotcha. Mm. I will okay. save that for the end, though. Cool. Shall we? Michael, start at number 10. Yes. So, do we want to take guesses first or just run through it? No. Okay. Give me number 10. Number 10. Sliders. Mm. It says everyone loves burgers. That's just a fact. But a Super Bowl party committing to an entire full-size cheeseburger is a tall task. That's why sliders are so popular. Never have had a slider at a Super Bowl party. I, me neither. <laughs> neither have well, I. I and I again, as a radio show, God, almost 15 years ago, we did a slider challenge. I think the metro Detroit area is a wonderful haven of sliders. I won't go up and down the list of names, but I've never had a slider at a Super Bowl party. I'm going to say 0 for 1 there. I agree. I'd right. say the most would be like a Sloppy Joe or something like that. I've never had that pork, either. Pulled okay. pork on one of those Hawaiian pulled rolls. Pulled pork? Fine. Yeah. If you serve Sloppy Joes at a Super Bowl party, <laughs> you're not allowed to host a Super Bowl party. Number 9, Mike. Yeah, pulled pork, you mentioned. That was actually just outside at number 12. But number 9, uh, nachos. 
Nachos number nine. They talk Define about nachos. Are we talking about singular chips dipped into a cheese substance? Right. Or are we talking about the proper, here is a shield of nachos that I Layered, have prepared. Right. Layers of flavor. Or like the seven layer dip that you put the, scoop that onto your plate. So they said the insane combination of tortilla chips, guacamole, pico de gallo, melted cheese, beans, and shredded meat, olives and onion. Yes, the nacho has everything you want on it and more. Plus, it's easy to make in massive amounts and shovel into your mouth at a party. But All right. A, I, love it. I will tell you, you got to have a small Super Bowl party if you're going to prep nachos like that. I agree. And, and two, this is critical, you can't use real cheese. You've got to use the most processed, toxic, mm-hmm. and no, no, and it's good. <laughs> like queso. Yes, but yeah. it's like a cheesesteak, right? Like a Philly yeah. cheesesteak, you got to put whiz on it. You can't use slices of cheese. I agree. Nachos, if you use the real cheese, you know what happens? It congeals in like five seconds. Yes, it does. If you don't eat it in the first 60 seconds, forget it. Right. You've, you've, in, you've entombed these delicious ingredients yeah. Yeah. in a condom of cheese. Nobody wants that. I think nachos are great, but you yep. got to have less than 10 people. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Well, the other thing, too, yeah. that freaks me out about that is people just, like, grabbing it and, and touching putting it. Putting it back. Yeah. Right. Then you get double the double dip. dip. Oh. See, that's when I'm not going oh. to, to get that. <laughs> Any food item where you got to put the Purell disinfectant, oh, yeah. right, next, it, right next. hand sanitizer, <laughs> not a party thing you'll ever see at my house. All right, number eight. So, number eight, I've seen this at a lot of parties before, too. Such a typical hors d'oeuvre. Pigs in a blanket. Yes. I like that. 100%. And, and again, this will be weird. That was a traditional Super Bowl, New Year's Eve, Mikey family classic in the 80s and 90s. With the mustard? Oh, honey mustard oh. takes it to a whole new level, because then it makes the little blanket for the pig into a sweet treat. Mm. Well, See, Mama V always made pigs in a blanket for the Super Bowl. With the little, with the little uh, mini... Oh, oh, mini hot dogs. Those little mini Frank things, What right? psychopath eats a full-size yeah, thing in a blanket? what are you talking about over there? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just thinking about those. I love them. Roberto's trying to find a way where he can like just wrap his thumb in, in croissant. <laughs> well, some people do that. Jesus. Well, they also mentioned how it's an easy dish to make, recipes simple. Yep. Good for a Super Bowl party. Okay, no, that one I've seen at my Super Bowl Me parties. Too. Yep. But yeah, that one, that's a classic people have forgotten about. Now, David, where are you at with the hot dogs? Well, I've never, I've never had you that at a Super you don't Bowl dine party. on really? swine. No, well, yes, there has to be a beef hot dog. Making sure. Okay. Making we sure. But I've never had at a Super Bowl party. I've all had right. it before. All right, all right. Take it easy. <laughs> i tell you what we'll do for our Super Bowl party for the show. Mm-hmm. I did discuss with Roberto. I think we should get Roberto a chef hat. He should be cooking hors d'oeuvres while the show's going on. <laughs> Uh, and oh, if that's you right. want, I thought about it too. That we can even do it in a um, I will toaster I, oven. I will get the pigs in a blanket, mate. Yeah, I'm in. Beef hot dogs. I'm all in. Oh, I'm gonna slip the pork in. No, just no, to you're trick not. You. Okay, yeah. I bet you will. <laughs> <laughs> all right, take it easy. Uh, next. Okay, so number seven. How about this one? <laughs> Potato skins. Love them. What's not to love about the classic combination of cheddar cheese, bacon, right. sour cream? And all that. You're not an American if you don't like it. You're a communist. May may I make a suggestion, though? This is just how I feel about potato skins. Mm -hmm. The wetter, the better. Yes. They got... You have to inundate them with moisture. There has to be ample cheese. Yes. Ample sour cream. And your bacon cannot be dehydrated moon cheese. It's got to be... Potato skins are meant to meant to be gooey, gooey, gooey. gooey. Uh, ooh, take a look. <laughs> Denise, take a look at my basket. 
Yes. But you know what I mean. Nothing worse. You bite into a potato skin. It's, dry, it's like fiberglass. Yeah, that's what happens like five hours now, after David, been made. If I put the bacon on a potato skin, you're out. I am. Oh. You. See, I, I used to have them when I was a kid, of course, but I just don't I don't do the swine anymore. So I don't oh. haven't had potato skins in ten years. Unbelievable. Gosh. All right, next. Okay, so next you're gonna notice a theme here. There, there's multiple variations of chips and some sort of dip or whatever on this list. If you say chips and salsa, I'm out. Not not as simple as that, no. Number six is guacamole. That's a great one. Guacamole for you got to eat it quick. That's the most pop. That's in the list of the most popular. Number yeah, six, the guac yeah. is great. The problem is you got to get to it quick, or it's going to turn brown. Then nobody wants to eat it. You can't save it. And I'll tell you right now, it's the easiest thing in the world to make fresh. So there's no excuse not to. But a lot of people will buy the tubs of it because they're lazy. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You're going to take the time to throw a party. Make it Do yourself. Do yourself a favor. Yes. Hit half a dozen avocados and make the damn thing fresh. It's not that hard. It really isn't. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's just there's such a difference between the No, every, every, everyone I've ever, any party I've ever gone to, it's always the store-bought ones. Right. <laughs> you get the spice from the store, you put it in there. Oh, man. Come on mm-hmm. now. No, all right. Guac and chips is acceptable. I still haven't heard a very good Super Bowl party thing you can do, but go ahead. Yeah, so number five, kind of on the in the same theme. You have mentioned it earlier. The seven layer dip mm. have to have it, which is a huge. Mm. That's a huge Super Bowl party. Have to one. have it, but must be assumed, assumed served room temperature. These people who keep it it's icy, yeah. you go and put a chip in there. <laughs> I mean, forget yeah. it. They yeah. give you an ice cream scoop. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know how they make the ice cream scoops with the warming function. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you need to make a spoon or a yeah, chip. Yeah, that's gross. That's but, too cold. So you've got like I always crack up when people are like oh, I just took it out of the fridge. Ugh. It's like great. I'll get to it at halftime. I'll never be but, able to. What a great invention. No, seven layer dips, unbelievable. And they also mentioned here, similar to another one we were talking about, how it's easy to make. People don't make it enough. You just open a few cans and you have an instant party ready. Snack. A complete substandard moron can still produce a high level seven layer dip. <laughs> so I'm good at it. I'm, I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, David, even you can do. No, but I give an example. <clears throat> I give an example. To, hold on, I'm being serious. Sully is super intelligent. He's not a moron when it comes to cooking. Complete moron. Sully, I'm I can getting trust. Right. If I did a Super Bowl party, and I goes and Sully's coming. He goes, what can I bring? I could tell him seven layer dip. He'll he couldn't right. fuck that up. Right. No, it's you not can't. possible. You can't. No. Yeah, I'm sure there's some like picture, but like a picture book yes. for dummies of seven a seven step, layer dip. Right. First layer, second layer. I just go on, you go on YouTube. You can learn anything on YouTube. Making a lasagna. Yeah, I would not trust someone. That is with not that. on this list. Yeah. <laughs> Next. So number four, this one should come to no surprise. It's the busiest uh, takeout day of the year for pizza. Yeah, mm-hmm. pizza's fun. on the list. Yeah. Number four. They and they also they talk about though whether it's takeout or a uh, homemade pizza. Ah, uh, forget it. You're not going to. I don't think many people make homemade. homemade. For the Super Bowl? People do not make homemade pizza, Mike. First of all, you well, can they don't only, make it good. Well, and you can only crank out two at a time. You're right. And you got a Super Bowl party, you got to dial up eight, it's ten pies. Work. It's a lot of work. Yep. Then you get into the business of making your own dough, because if you're using frozen dough, you're an asshole, and it's not it that's not that's not homemade. Mm-hmm. Right. Then then you gotta have sauce on hand. Or are you buying that in a jar? Then we gotta do toppings and who likes what, which yep. means you gotta prepare every topping in the book. No, yep. I You're I gonna would, burn it, you're gonna I forget it's it. in there. I think I think <laughs> you risky. make you make the call to your favorite pizza place and and you just be done with it. What do you make of this though? It says while we love pizza, we think it lacks a bit of a special factor for your Super Bowl party. That's what I was is, it, say. is it too basic? Yes, and I'll tell you why when I reveal my Number one. Oh, <laughs> that's a radio tease and a podcast, which doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs>
Back after these words. <laughs> Coming up next, Motley Crew for you. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Number three, very, very basic Gotta, one. Where's Chili? You want to know? Chili was 15. 15! Uh, 15. All right. I will say this. We can get to the top three, but I think chili is a sleeper here. It is. 15. You make a big pot of really good chili. I, yep. You put out a toppings bar. You can keep, like, everyone's. What the hell is the name of that pot? Instapot. The, the croc- Instapot. Mm, yeah. Crock pot. Yeah. Crock everyone's pot, yeah. got one of these things. Yes. You put it out, it stays warm. The longer it cooks, the better it gets. Yes. And you put out a toppings yeah. bar, and then you know what you do? Maybe I'm going to do that. Yeah. You, you wash nice your hands big of it. toppings bar. Oh, you'd yep. like 25 more? different things. Right. I don't have to worry about keeping it hot. Yep. The toppings are the toppings. Those are easy, mm-hmm. right? Chili to me is like number one Super Bowl party easy. You do the chili, the seven-layer dip, a little bit of guac. We order some wings. Roberto's on the fryer for some of his little frozen <laughs> yeah. food fiesta. <laughs> Boom. I'm thinking about the toppings bar, though. I'm thinking I would like those little, like, like the thin-style nachos that mm-hmm. would go in, like, the tortilla soup. Yeah. Or, like, the uh, crispy there onions. There you go. Roberto. Oh, See, well, that, you, go ahead, then. We I'm do sorry. that every year at our church. Super Bowl party. Because it's so easy. You can do the topping oh, bar. I'm, I'm sure a church party's lit. Well, it is. I mean, it is. It's the greatest party ever. The bathroom will be after the chill. (laughs) The church got a plunger? Sure. But when when you do a toppings bar, world's your oyster. You do whatever you want. Oh, I love it. All right, so that's not it. So top three, chili didn't make it. Top three. So here's the thing. This is a simple one, but it makes sense. It's the the most popular list. Potato chips and dip. Come on. You know, you know that it, that is going to be at every, in terms of popularity, that will be at every single sucker. party. I'm a sucker. That was it. You know what? You call my, call Big G. Call my father. Big G has single-handedly kept the French onion dip business in business for no, 40 years. It's a must. Yeah, like for some people, like I could have a million things out. Somebody would show up and be like, Where's the dip? Where's the chips and dip? I'll have I'll have <laughs> chips and dip once a year. I guarantee it's with Basically, my father yeah. watching a football game. <laughs> yeah. the, the, that is a good one, but the chips, this is, again, and let's not mention any names. I don't want anyone offended. But if it's not a thick chip, preferably with some form of ridge or dripping <laughs> apparatus, you can't dip it because we go right back to the nacho discussion where you got to have the Purell. Your fingers are all in. People are fingering the dip. It's going to be a disaster. <laughs> Oh, look, it feels nice and moist. Oh, that's great. Oh, my chip broke. Let me grab that. That's great. You're knuckle deep in the French onion. I'm going to go to the fridge now and and open an entirely new tin. (laughs) But that's what it meant. It says you can pair tortilla chips, bagel chips, and pita chips with the uh, potato Mm. chips. I always stick with the potato chips, but that's fine. Pita chips. Number two. So number two says there's one dish that absolutely no Super Bowl party would be complete without... Buffalo chicken dip. I was going to guess that. I'd rather have the wings. Buffalo chicken dip. I love that dip. I don't mind the dip, but I'd rather have the wings. See, this this is just a difference of opinion. That flavor has already been mastered. Yes. The only reason you don't order the wings is if you live in podunk-ass America and you can't get good wings. Or you have some kind of, like, psychosis about eating something off of a bone. A lot (laughs) of people do. Okay. Then you go with the dip. 
The dip for me, that's another one. Keeping it warm is a pain in the ass. The cheese layer turns into the walls of Alcatraz. <laughs> then you get into the chip construction. You're snapping chips. Then people are busy fingering the dip again. <laughs> I, I just prefer the chi- I like chicken wings, yes. preferably flats yes. over drums. Mm-hmm. That's me. But that is the new school. Like that, I figured that that would be. It is. You figured oh, be on there. Now, yeah. see, I thought that'd be number one, so that shows you what yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. So, number one. The most popular Super Bowl dish across America is chicken wings. Oh, okay. Good. Chicken wings, number one. Okay. Well, I'll accept that. Good. Chicken wings, to me, it's all about you got to find a place that does them right. Yep. And again, we're not in the business. I'm not going to give you a bunch of places. No, you do. You got it. No, I mean, listen, there's nothing worse than a shit chicken wing. First of like, here are the right. rules. Here are the rules. A, they are not to be breaded. If you're ordering from a place that breads their chicken wings, they're not chicken wings. Mm-hmm. They're boneless. They're bre- chicken tenders. Or they, right. be, be, boneless wings are breaded. Two, here's the other secret to these deals. They have to be on the, the edge of overcooked. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only way you get them crispy. I am so glad you said that. Right. That is, is so there, right. David, is there anything worse, grosser? All slimy. Yes! Yeah. I hate that! <laughs> the skin is all slimy. Oh, it's disgusting, man. Because here's what happens. Then, I, then you take that bite, and you're looking in, and there's like, the meat is like blood I red. That way all the time. Or it's like black, like the sweater oh. I'm wearing, and you're like... You know what? <laughs> wings are done for the day. Yeah, that's so nasty. Ugh. Like slimy wing. Gross. They got to be on the edge of yes. overcooked. Yes. You want that bite, mm-hmm. that bark. It should have the consistency of good smoked ribs. Yes. Talk yes. to me. Well, so what was your number one? Oh, yeah. yeah I'm looking at David yeah, about smoked ribs. ribs. Like, the guy oh, doesn't okay, eat pork. Well, I'll be quiet. Yeah, why are you looking at him about ribs? <laughs> I, well, because he was agreeing with the texture. <laughs> yeah, the texture. Jesus, yes. Roberto. Oh, I thought you were pulling a Woja. <laughs> no. What is the matter with you? My God. No, right, no my number, number one? one. This is the problem. No one's going to know it. And I'm not able to go into their kitchen to teach them how to make it. Go ahead. You're, you're um, the one Italian guy in the room. Tell me. What do you think it is? Um, Svinjuni. You're, you're you're getting on the right track. I'm not even going to bother explaining what that is to no. people. No, it's garbage bread. Stromboli. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. now, you. yeah. You guys have been to my home. I have made stromboli. Yeah. Basically, why would you do a pizza when you can make a handheld mm. sex pocket of pizza? <laughs> <laughs> so stromboli is basically you take what would be a, squ- a rectangle pizza, yep. right? Lay the dough out. You fill it with whatever toppings you want. Not a traditional. And my my dad is is an OG Jedi at Stromboli's. I'm good. He's great. Mm. My dad hasn't had a Stromboli loose structural integrity since 1993. <laughs> <laughs> the, the two the two toppings we would do two because I had two little sisters who weren't necessarily as Guido as we were. <laughs> pepperoni and cheese, no sauce. Mm-hmm. Pepperoni and cheese, sauce on the side to dip, and ham and American cheese. Mm. It's like the sexiest hot pocket nice. you'll ever eat. Mm. But you make it, you fill it, you roll it, you tuck the edges, you brush it with an egg wash, mm. and you bake it away for 50 minutes, and you slice it. Mm. Wow, very nice. So now you're at the Super Bowl party. You can have a drink in one hand. You got your neat slice of hot pizza sex or whatever flavor you want. Like, I've done strombolis for people. Mike, I've done a, a, cool. a, a buffalo stromboli, a coney. I've done a Greek. Wow. Mm. Yeah, oh. I, like, I like when it has like the... Do them the, all. Like the tapenade, like the olive Bro, stuff the best, in it. And best the, um, stromboli? I'll tell you the one right now. 
I do hot peppers. Meatball parm stromboli. Oh, oh, oh blow your brains out. <laughs> My point is, it's the number one Super Bowl thing because you, I, I went, went, the years we do a party, and we're not consistent with it, but like I'll just pre-make eight strombolis, and I'll fire them two at a time, one every quarter. And then the scavengers come in, eat everything. I take the pans away, fire mm. up two more. Nice. Stromboli. I'm telling you, if I could come to each and every one of your homes and teach you how to make a real stromboli, I would do it for you. But it's impossible. It's, it's just that to me. That is Super Bowl every year from my memory when I lived at home. Yeah. The best. That, that sounds, sounds great. great. Sounds great. The best. Mm. Yeah, so I knew there was a... Was... Roberto's got a wet spot right now. You okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a hint when you talked about pizza in, in relation to your number one. But... Mike, you've had stromboli at the house. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. There ain't nothing like it. No, it's great. Um, by the way, yes. real quickly, so just the, the ones that just missed the list. You mentioned chili at 15. 14 was jalapeno poppers. Mm. You know what? I like those. I do. And yeah. I know I shouldn't. That's something I should have left behind as a child. Those are great. They're even better. You're going to laugh. You make those homemade. Holy shit. It's like a completely different item. Mm. Frozen's fine. But I'm telling you, Mike, yeah. you make those things homemade, you're like, wait a second. The real shit tastes like this? No, I love them. Mm. Uh, 13 deviled eggs. Love them. Deviled eggs at a Super Bowl party. The only thing of the devil I love. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 12, I think, Roberto, you alluded to this. I think 12 is pulled pork sandwiches. That's a great one. It's time-consuming. Don't you dare open a can of pulled pork. Don't Mm. you dare do Don't you dare do that. I I would say 90% of people that make the dip, that's how they make it. You (laughs) cannot. And then uh, number 11... I guess no surprise. Party mix. You got the pretzels, the crackers, the checks, that type I'll of stuff. I'll tell you the best one there. Nah. You know, the, the I'll just say the company. It doesn't matter. What is it? Giardelli? Giardano? Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. With the now, little breads. Ah. <laughs> I didn't know this until like three years ago. But I used to buy that mix for big games. Uh-huh. And you know the rye bread chip? You pick them all out. I would just want the rye (laughs) bread. Yes. So then a a friend of ours one time pointed out, she goes, Mike, they sell those by themselves. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I go, get the fuck out of here. What are you kidding me? I can knock out all this other shit. Right. You can take this this dehydrated cheese pinwheel. I don't need it. (laughs) Yeah. No, the the pretzels are the worst. I'm so embarrassed. I'll tell you this. And obviously, I haven't had any of this shit in the last year. But like one year driving down to the Kentucky Derby. (laughs) I, that was my one road. I mean, I was just mauling <laughs> like the, Cosmos, yeah, the rye bread chips. <laughs> Those are good. Yes. I could have been wearing the plastic b- b- thing as a fucking he- a helmet. It, dude, that might be one of the single best snacks ever. It's so good. The little rye bread chip. What mm-hmm. do they flavor it with? I don't know, some seasoning. There's some know. kind of garlic. And, seasoning. Oh, it's <laughs> meth. Yeah, it's actually it sprinkled is. with meth. Yeah, it's, better, it's better than those weird little breadsticks. That's the that's the one in the party mix I don't like. No, I don't like any, anything else other than those breads. Ones. I don't like the party mix. Is such a dry endeavor. Yeah, like why would well, you I like eat the little it? checks things? I like those. Yeah, the checks. Things, yeah. See, I t- well now we're get, we're straying straying away. <laughs> but one of the a good Super Bowl thing. Chex Mix has made a comeback yes. in recent years yeah, because now they have twenty flavors. Yes, you can get like dessert Chex Mix. They yep. got. I remember when we used to throw big tailgates. Which thank God I'm retired from, but the, the, we had the, it was called Muddy Buddy Chex Mix, yeah, and it was like powdered in sugar and chocolate. You ought to see the way people would eat this shit. I mean, it was the, the two te- cheapest things I'd bring to tailgate. It'd be like a Hoover, <laughs> <laughs> just, just just crushing it. <laughs> 
Hey guys, Sully here, and if you're like me, you like going out with your friends, right? Like having some drinks, like having a good time. Check out Copper Craft Distillery. They're from the west side of the state, over in Holland, Michigan, and they've been doing really, really well. Winning all sorts of awards, spirit awards, distillery of the year type awards. They're killing it, and I've been over there. Beautiful facility, and they're in a ton of retail stores as well. So pop into your local retail store, pop into your local bar, ask for Copper Craft. Whether it's bourbon, whether it's gin, whether it's vodka, they have really good vodka. I've given that to some friends. They've tried, my friends have tried the bourbon, the whiskey, and everyone loves it. It's worth it to try. At least give it a shot. Copper Craft Distillery. Also go to their website. Browse on their website. Check it out. They've got a ton of pictures on there, tons of information on there. That's coppercraftdistillery.com. You can find them over social media, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, certainly. But my point is just check out Coppercraft Distillery, whether it's their bourbon, their whiskey, their gin, whatever your drink of choice is, vodka. Give it a try. You're going to really, really like it. That's Coppercraft Distillery. All right. Thanks for listening. As always, iTunes, radio.com, wherever you get your pods, we'd really appreciate it if you'd subscribe, review, and share. And soon enough, hopefully be able to give you two of these damn things a week. Thanks for listening.